hello. Um, I would like to start out by saying that this is the first time I've done anything like this, so bear with me because it's definitely not professional in any sense of the word. I'm just hanging out here in my living room and I've been feeling led by God to do this and so here I am. Um, totally 100% your choice if you want to listen to it, if you want to believe it or accept it, but I am doing what I feel I've been called to do and that is to get the word out. So I've been feeling a lot lately like we may be coming to an end of life on this earth as we know it. Um, I believe based on the things that I've been seeing um, that are growing more increasingly um, often and frequently that Jesus may be coming back soon um, based on the things, the verses that I read in the Bible, um, in New Testament, Old Testament prophets, in Revelation, where God talks about the things that will be happening when it gets close to the time of his return. Um, some of these things being wars, rumors of wars, which we have been hearing a lot of, um, famines, pestilence, uh, earthquakes, um, there's been a lot more frequent natural disasters, um, earthquakes in places that you don't often hear of earthquakes, um, more frequent earthquakes and more intense earthquakes. And a lot of these things have been happening for a long time, yes, and many people say that it, this has been going on for a long time and it's nothing new. Which, in a sense, that's true. It has. But I feel that it's been getting a lot closer together. And personally, in my own walk with God and my communications with Him, um, I do feel that it is drawing close to the time of the end. Now, obviously, our timeline is not God's timeline. And He does not operate. He is outside of time. He doesn't operate how we feel that he should operate and there's no way to know for sure um what soon means and how long it will be until jesus returns but that being said i think it's important that because jesus said when you see these things begin to happen to look up for your redemption draws near so i think it's important that we start thinking about that that we think about whether our heart is right before him um, and he's really been putting it on my heart to talk to people about this and to ask people to examine their hearts and to um, see if they are ready for his return. So the first thing that I think I need to do in light of this is explain to people what I believe. And like I said before, that is 100% your choice if you believe it or if you don't but my task is to get the word out so that's what I will do um, so obviously I believe in God I believe the Bible um, I am a Christian and I believe that I believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ and I will read to you guys something that I put together about um, the story or the um, explanation of what I what the gospel is.
So it all started in the beginning. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Genesis 1.1 God created the whole earth and everything on the earth. Light, sky, the bodies of water, the sun, moon, stars, the plants, the animals. And then he created humans. God create So God created human beings in his own image. Male and female, he created them. Genesis 1.27 Mankind is God's most beloved creation because we are made in his own image. Then the Lord God made all sorts of trees grow up in the ground, trees that were beautiful and produced delicious fruit. In the middle of the garden, he placed the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Genesis 2.9 Then the Lord God placed man in the garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. But the Lord God warned him, you may eat freely the tree, freely the fruits of every tree in the garden, except the tree of knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you will surely die. Genesis 2, 15 through 17. So God gave us men free will. He gave Adam and Eve the choice to obey the one command that he gave them. Uh, Satan, who is also called the devil, he was one of God's angels in heaven, but he tried to overthrow God, so he was cast out of heaven along with the angels who followed him. Um, and he took the form of a serpent, and he was living in the garden, waiting for his chance to deceive Adam and Eve. Um... Genesis 3, 1 through 6 says, The serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. One day he asked the woman, Did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Of course we may eat from the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. Then God said, You must... God said, you must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. That was what Adam was, or Eve was saying to the serpent. You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. And then it says, the woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful, and its fruit looked delicious, and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it too. So Adam and Eve chose to listen to the devil instead of God. The devil was also called the great deceiver. So they listened to him instead of God their creator who made them in their own image and loved them so much. It was this moment when they chose to listen to the deceiver instead of their God who created them. It was this moment that sin entered into God's perfect world. Because of Adam's and Eve's choice to disobey the one command that God had given them, the world was plunged into darkness. Romans 5.12 says, when Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Adam's sin brought death, so death spread to everyone because all sinned. Romans 3.23 says, For everyone has sinned, we all fall short of God's glorious standard. 
Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. As God warned Adam and Eve, when they chose to disobey him and eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they brought sin and death into the world. They put a barrier between humans and God. But God loved us so much that he made a way for us to be saved from sin and death and spend an eternity in his presence. John three sixteen through 18 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whosoever believes in him shall have eternal life. For he did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already, because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. Uh, 1 Corinthians 5.21 says, He made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. 1 Peter 2.24 says, He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. Jesus came down to the earth in the form of a baby and lived a perfect life in our place. He stood as a substitute and sacrificed his life on the cross, taking the punishment our sins deserved. He is our Savior and our salvation. John 11.25 says, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. John 14.16 says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Acts 2.38 says, Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, each one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Acts 4.12 says, Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name given under heaven, no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. Ephesians 2, 8, and 9 says, For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a free gift of God, not by works, that no one should boast. God gave us a way to restore a relationship with him. He gave us the choice to choose him. Uh, he doesn't want to force us, um, because he gave us free will. He wants us to make the choice to choose him and to believe that he created us and that he loves us and to believe in the way of salvation that he made through his son so that we could spend eternity with him all we have to do is accept that we are sinners in need of a savior and that jesus died for our salvation we must believe in jesus sacrifice for our sins be baptized and follow him when we choose to believe in Jesus as our Savior, God looks at us and he sees Jesus' perfect righteousness and holiness and he no longer sees our sin. He sees the life that Jesus lived in our place and he forgives our sin and he casts it far away from us. John 5.1 says, If you love me, you will obey my commands and my commands are not burdensome. John 14, 21 says, Those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me, and because they love me, my Father will love them, 
and I will love them and reveal myself to each of them. Matthew twenty two twenty eight says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend the whole law and the prophets. And um, when we choose to accept Jesus' sacrifice, he and we accept the love of God and love him in return, we will follow what he asks of us. Um, there is fruit that is born when we choose to accept Jesus' sacrifice and that we understand that in the beginning when Adam chose to disobey God, disobey his one command, they brought, he brought sin into the world. And because of that, we comes the curse. Um, and because of that, we all have a sinful nature and we all struggle with sin and we cannot be righteous in God's sight because there is no way that we could be perfectly keep his standard. That's why Jesus did it for us. But when we accept that and we accept his sacrifice and we understand that we cannot do it on our own, we cannot be righteous on our own. And Jesus, then when we accept Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes into our hearts and he helps us and he helps us to to want to follow God and to want to do what he asks of us and because of that our life bears fruit so when we have truly accepted his sacrifice it will be notable by our fruit because we will be different there will be a change in us and it's a change that happens in our hearts and it's not all at once it's a process and we must learn and we must grow, but the desire to follow him and to have a change in our lives will be there. Um, and also one thing that he commands of his people is to tell others about him so that they can understand and be saved too. So that's what I'm doing. Um, this is something that for a long time, I have let a spirit of fear take over, and I have not been extremely vocal about what I believe in fulfilling the Great Commission and telling others about Jesus. I mean, it's not a secret, and uh, it's not like I try to hide it, but I don't necessarily go out there and tell others the full story of the gospel and I have definitely been feeling pretty convicted about that lately and feeling led to do that more so here we are like I said um, it's definitely your choice whether you want to believe this is true and I urge you to go and read the Bible for yourself if you haven't read it seek it out and see read it and see if what you think about it um see if maybe there is some truth in it uh even if you really don't think there is um so yeah that's about all i've got to say for now 
I hope you are all well, and God bless.